0: and I'm Karen Wright along with Barb Lampson. We've got our gardening segment going right now. Gardening with Karen and Barb, <coughs> both master gardeners. Well, Barbara, it's uh, still hot and there's still not any rain to speak of in the forecast, so we're still
1: watering and my uh, rain barrels are pretty much empty. You know what? Uh, I am the I have to take and put a block underneath my rain barrel to get to the pressure up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I Drain the top one into the bottom one to get all of that out, and then the bottom one I prop again, and I put it. And even though I can get from the top one, there's enough. Um, the gravity will flow the water out. But when you get down lower, it's harder to do that. So now it's a matter of dipping, dipping everything out. And boy, that, you know, you wouldn't believe it, but with the hot weather that we have. There's a lot of gunk in the rain barrels. Right. The algae and
0: things are growing.
1: Yes, yes, they are.
0: Usually what I do is at the end of the summer, you know, when I'm going to put things away, I take a pressure washer and stick the... Yep, you know, thing in yep. there and clean them up. What you need to do, but so yep. I think that's why sometimes they flow a little slower because they've got some gunk in the hose and things. Yeah. But well, you as know. a matter
1: of fact, I had a hose that wasn't working, and it was up on the top barrel where there oh. was <clears throat> there was a little problem. So, hubby, who's very good at these, he's things. he's a handyman. Yeah, diagnosing them and fix them, fixing them. He did that for me. The other thing he did a a turning of our compost pile. This is the one that we started last year. Oh my gosh, it is going to be just sensational! It oh, good stuff. This stuff has broken down. There's still, you know, if you get anything that's real fibrous, it doesn't right down
0: like a plant stock that's maybe a little thicker or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, and there there are some of those that I've been putting in there. So you know, with uh, my I cut mine up as mm -hmm. much
0: as I could. So if there's a long. Uh, stem or something I take and I prune them and I cut them into short little ones and hopefully that helps a little bit
1: yeah that will help but uh, I get so much in the size of my garden that I'd be just standing out there all the time I I do (laughs) you know between that and watering but I do take like uh, off from the uh, iris the Siberian iris you know that has quite that stem is quite um it's, it's woody almost and that I chunk up and I leave it in the garden to break down by itself hey I had some good news this week okay first of all my my new water lily is blooming and you know if you have, if you have your pond, you need to uh, have it someplace where it's going to get a certain amount of, of sunlight. Right. Otherwise, you're not going to bring it into bloom, no matter what you do. Along with the fact that because it's been so hot and so humid, the um, the uh, water lettuce that we have in there and the water hyacinth, they have just produce like
0: they've exploded in population and i in fact i was over at barbs and i took a few and put in my pond and the thing i like about them is they kind of gather some of that algae and seaweed they in do. their roots and they sort of make the water clear so that's why it's really an advantage to have some of those those yes, um, yes. those water
1: <clears throat> plants but this is the year that they've just really uh, just about covered it and so i've been taking them out and what I've been doing is, because I put so many flat containers out for the bees, for water and, and anything that needs to have an, um, an edge to sit down and drink, so I put some of the water lettuce in there. Oh. And so I'm spreading that around, too. But anyway, uh, the lily is blooming. It's uh, pink-red, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And you can see it this coming Saturday.
0: If you go on, there was a nice article about the pollinator garden tour, and I know you were going to keep it a secret, but the cat's out of the bag, Barb.
1: Yes. Well, they told us now, don't tell anybody because when they come to Glenwood Garden, we'll give them your address and everything. And then it got the free press. And so, <laughs> it's all anyway, up. it's it's not a secret. I mean, do come. If you'd like to see yeah, my t- garden. T- talk about that. Not just
0: your garden, but the pollinators. So people
1: can come on Saturday right. down to the Glenwood Gardens on Glenwood Avenue. And meet three master gardeners. And we have a pollinator garden down there. And these three people have maintained this. They're... Uh, very knowledgeable and can answer your questions. And then also, uh, they'll give you my address, and I'll give it to you right now. It's one twenty-eight Rita Road, and it, it's very simple to find. It's just off of Monk's Avenue. You can't you can't miss it. And so do come between nine to twelve. At and nine to
0: twelve, mm-hmm. there will be people down at the Glenwood Gardens, and then you'll do the tours at your place. And you can
1: come to us at any time. Barb Mahers, yeah, the starting other at place. nine, and then from my place you go to Barb Mahers, and um, the, she's got some road construction going on up there. So I should have some instructions for is you is how she to off get
0: off of Maine. A little bit. She is off okay. of Maine,
1: but there they're doing they're doing those side streets now they're working on all of that so uh, looking forward to meeting some of you who have listened to us and or all of you for that matter and uh Bring your, you know, children are welcome. Bring your camera. Take pictures of flowers and things and bees. So uh, I thought it was very imperative that uh, I had this strange plant growing in my one flower bed. Meaning you didn't plant it? No, I didn't plant it. And that's where I had had, uh, during the winter, a bird feeder. And I thought, oh, this came in with the bird seed. And so I called... I went down to the uh, extension office and I talked to Kelly and she gave me the handout on uh, Palmer Amaranth. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't have a tour. People coming here if I've got something. Because that's a bad thing. It's really bad. And Was it a Palmer Amaranth? No. And oh, so I, then I talked to Shane and he said, well, does it have this and this and this? And I said, um, and no, but you know, kind of like the flower head kind of looks like the picture that I've got. And I said, he said, well, you could dig it out. And I said, well, yeah, but then I won't know if it was in that bird seed. Cause if it was in the bird seed, I never want to buy that kind of bird seed All again. Right. So he, um, I said, this is an emergency. So he came <laughs> over he said, oh no. And my husband said, I told her that's not what it was. I was sure about that. <laughs> And what do you think it was, sorghum? Oh, sorghum! Isn't that amazing? Well,
0: you know, and that's something that people plant. I mean, as I notice, but crop, it, but you, but
1: birds, obviously like it, I guess. Well, they must. It the the seed head has zillions uh,
0: of little seeds
1: on it. Yes, oh, yes. So and now I have spread. a second one coming up. But uh, well, do you like it? I, I'm going to leave it for a little while. But you might
0: want to cut it before the seeds go to absolutely. like spread everywhere. Are you and, kidding me? Yeah. yeah.
1: right. But I, I like sorghum. And in the South, it's very common to, to get sorghum uh, in restaurants and places well, like that.
0: When my dad was a kid in school, they were very, very, very poor. And they used to, he used to, um, for school, they used to have sorghum syrup sandwiches they would take the syrup of sorghum and his parents his mom would put it between two slices of bread and that was their
1: lunch yeah and sorghum is like uh, like our maple syrup in that you have to boil it down and it goes through these different processes of boiling it and boiling it and boiling it so it's it's really a a a lot of work but it's it's absolutely absolutely delicious
0: hey i wanted to talk about we just had a a question from one of our listeners that texted this morning. It says, can you and Barb talk more about soil and preparing for next year? I'm so confused. We're supposed to incorporate organic matter, but not supposed to till the soil. How is it done then? <laughs> Last fall, we chopped up the leaves and dumped them in a big pile the, this past summer. I spread as a mulch. Is it better to just dump the shredded leaves on the garden this fall? Should I be adding fertilizer, manure, or other organic matter, or are the leaves enough? My plot is 15 by 25 and used for veggies and annuals. I live in a large wooded area, so lots of leaves. Lots of questions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, quite frankly, you know. It's a great uh, question. Uh so spading the garden up or tilling it up in the fall is really important. So but,
0: you know, we're not talking rototillers and things. No, no. Um, you know, that's the thing. I think the rototillers break it up really finely. And I know when we started at the community gardens, you are not allowed to use rototillers. You still aren't. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. And because you take that the spading fork and you can turn it over right. and you're not breaking it up quite so much, but what I do is I'll add the organic matter, whether it's a compost or, like she said, shredded leaves are a really good one, and I'll just sort of mix it in the the top with with a, a, a
1: fork sure sure and um what i do what we do here now is um we we do what um good Council recommends we spade and then uh, we, it, you sometimes we double spade so we do it once earlier and then once later but we start planting in the, the cover crop and and we're still using um our our clover so
0: so you mean you plant a cover crop and then you you till that in with your fork
1: yeah yeah so we we we, but we work it up fine like the onions came out and so that's a 10 by 10 plot so we just turn that over quickly then put in your we we have crimson clover and this is the um, the seed that has the what are they inoculated it's been inoculated Mm -hmm. so it's ready to take right off especially in these uh, the soil is really warm it's in the upper 70s some days is up in the 80s and if you you have to water it then and and that's one of the things. Now, we we carry the water to the garden up there. We don't have to use a hose, but it's a little bit more work. I wonder that if way. she's
0: referring to. I remember when I was first starting to garden, my soil was so hard and it was just like yeah. like hard packed because a lot of there's a lot of clay and stuff. But once you have amended it over the years, it gets so it's nice yes. and and tillable yes. and and um, good drainage. So at first you're going to have to be tilling those things and then after a while once your soil gets to a nice consistency then I would put the mulch on top and then usually or the compost and then it kind of works its way in but when you're starting out it sounds like she's probably got a plot that's maybe a little harder.
1: Right. And and,
0: and, So eventually it gets better. It does. It it
1: does but there's other things that you can use too. I mean you can can be saving um, if you're taking off uh, your grass because you don't want to build up in the soil. You don't want that map. That mm-hmm. sometimes happens. This year, that hasn't been a problem no. because we haven't had to mow that much. But um, you, you can put that on top, too, and then turn that under. As long as
0: you're not using a bunch of herbicides on your
1: Oh, oh yeah, never, never. Right. And, you know, all of these things, whether you're putting on leaves or you're putting on uh, grass you're always going to bring some weed seeds in it, but it's worth it. I mean, it's not like you're going to have a big infestation. It's just going to be a small amount. So so that's what you can do. And some people uh, they use straw, but the main thing is uh, to cover it and then with the with the leaves, you're always going to have more of the tr- the trees. You know, okay. the, the, the leaves come down at different times. Right. Then those last leaves, put those in in black plastic bags and save them, and then add them to your compost as you go so if you take like your kitchen scraps you know your potato peels carrot peels that put a layer of that then put a layer of of these leaves in there and you keep doing that so you'll i mean you'll have enough for everything you'd be surprised the trees give off tons of leaves and
0: you know it's it is important to shred them i mean i have an actual shredder but you can use the lawnmower to run over them yes. and, and shred them up because then otherwise a lot of times they won't break down and they kind of form a slimy mat and that's not a good thing so I don't know if she's they talked about shredding the leaves or not but like I'll do is I'll shred the leaves and then I'll put a big t- a coat on uh, the uh, gardens beds in the winter and they're all but then by the time spring comes a lot of them have broken down sure and then some of them I'll you know maybe work in the soil a little bit but it, it shredding is important part of that yeah
1: it is it really is you know um our our um, Shelly up here. She brought two bags of uh, corn husks for me today, and I'm going to shred those up. And I'll just—I'm going to. How do you shred
0: those? Does your shredder put them right
1: through the shredder? Oh, because my shredder
0: doesn't like things that are likes dry things, not wet things. So,
1: well, you know, you're just you—you've got those outside leaves. I mean, and if they've been in the store for a while, they start out—they're pretty dried out oh, to start okay, out. So, they're wet. Not. so, if you have—if you have that. Or gets tangled up in there. Yeah, well, I then wait until they're dried more. Okay. Or you could put them on. You could put them on just the way they are, and they'll make a nice barrier. It just takes longer sometimes. It it does, but then by next year you can decide if you want to put them through the com- into your compost at that time. And sometimes I have to do that. I recycle things twice.
0: Oh, well, that's not a bad thing, yeah. And and sometimes I'll, if you have something like this, I can't use my shredder, I'll take my uh, pruning shears and I yeah. cut, cut. I mean, there are times when I just sit there. It's almost like therapeutic where I'll sit there and I'll cut things up in little pieces, like top, 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 and <laughs> yeah. people think I must be crazy, but you know.
1: Yeah, well, I have so much stuff, I, I just, that wouldn't work for me. But the main thing is, you know, save things. There was a nice article in the paper today about uh, the, um, what's it called, the barbecue thing. When, we, when they do this rib fest and where they're looking for volunteers to help with um, picking up things, um, the, the, the disposable plates and cups oh, sure. and things like that. And, um, you know, it is a good thing that we have become aware that, that we have to do something with this. And then uh, Betty, is it, uh, it's not Winkler, but it's Workman. She and her... Betty co- Winkworth? Winkworth, that's yep. it. I've had her on the show. She's talking yep. about
0: recycling. Yep.
1: Yep. And and they they sort these things, and uh, so th- we're becoming more conscious of um, of using things that if they can be recycled, that's good, or maybe we avoid them if they can't be. And she said in her article today that um, some of the vendors there are now using a um, recyclable container to put the food into that's good to know. so so that will break down so that is really good to know too but it's it's good for people to know everything you take a look at the things that um, I mean I even put my cherry pits you know cherries are so wonderful in the store right now and I put them into my recycling they don't break down but what they do is you might they- get a cherry tree no, they oh, okay. they make spaces in the soil. <laughs> oh, sure. That is just as important as as the organic. You matter. need the
0: the oxygen to break things. Yeah, down, Yeah,
1: yeah. Right? So so it it works really really well to do that. Well, I don't know if we answered a question. If we
0: haven't answered your question, you can yeah. text back and and you know help sure. us to clarify. But um, thank you for that. That was a great question, and uh, you know we assume a lot of people maybe. I've sure. heard us say it already, but, you know, some people aren't listening all the time. Hey, we
1: we have another um, question, and this is from a lady who um, took in a plant last year. It's one of those tropicals that you buy, and you put it in your yard, and it's kind of an accent type thing. Mm-hmm. Brought it in. It did amazingly well outside last year. Brought it in. Uh, kept it in, in the sunlight. It grew it never bloomed all winter long which isn't surprising and now here it is august and it still hasn't bloomed and she just wants to know what the problem could be well the problem probably is it is so root bound and the pot is now too small and and the soil has been so saturated with the fluorided water that she's using on that so uh I've had this happen. You just simply have to take them out of the pot that they're in, take and clean off all that old soil on them, spread out the roots as much as you can, put them in the next size pot, right? But by really good potting soil. And
0: it's okay to cut off some of those roots. My sister-in-law has a spider plant that she has in this. And it is not doing the best. And so she, I said, you know, you might want to repot that. And so she pulled it out and it was so root bound that it came out in one big clump, but the roots were circling. So there was a bunch of circles through the hole in the bottom. And I says, you know, you can cut those off. You don't. And she says, well, won't that kill the plant? And I said, well, no, No. because they're just, I mean, they're struggling. And then I told her she's going to have to break that up because it was like a solid, a lot of people just take and put it in another pot with a bunch of dirt and think, oh, that's okay, but it needs to get that dirt between so they get the oxygen and. And the roots can reach out with their little hairs and and really establish themselves again. And it it might uh, suffer for a little while because it's going to just take time to form the roots and grow in the soil. So it's not going to immediately shoot off. But then once it does, you'll be just really happy
1: yes that's true and you know that is very true if you're out shopping now and a lot of perennials as well as annuals are on sale oh
0: there's some great sales yeah
1: and you might find if you take them out of the pot that the roots are circling around in there you can rough them up really good well you don't you know the long feeder root the one that's going deep that one's um, a little more uh, fibrous, it's, it's a little tougher don't cut that one no, off no. but root hairs are those finer ones coming you can just take those out and I usually spread take them.
0: Yeah I actually take and like a lot of times will knock the dirt out too and, oh, and you sometimes have to. people say do that too because of a concern of jumping worms or things in the soil so I mean sure. you can even do that I know that when we did the uh, Minnesota Hostas Society did the plant sale that when they were uh, taking uh, hostas out of the ground they would actually remove all the dirt and wash the the roots and then um, put them in a little bleach dip to try and make sure no cocoons if there were any jumping worms or things sure. like that and then replant them and I know that it seems extreme but you can't be too careful nowadays. Yeah.
1: So do we have time for one more question? Sure. I have, okay so this was a question I was talking to a lady at Swimming and she said what are these food forests that we're hearing about and it sounds like you know you're just what you're lost you know because we always think well you need sunlight to grow food and what a food forest is simply is growing things in layers so the tallest thing is going to be a big mature tree that you have okay. that would produce nuts or or uh, or uh, apples something something like that and then the next layer is going to be a shorter tree like say a a nanking cherry or something like that which is a tree yet but that's going to be an understory tree and then the next layer is going to be a shrub like um, you were talking about your honey berries so these go to about three feet or something like Somewhere that tall. Yeah, or depends. a current or those kinds mm-hmm. of things so that could be the next layer then the bottom layer is going to be it could be um, uh, a perennial plant like it could be asparagus it could be rhubarb it could be something like that or it could be an annual too so what they're talking about is it, when you think of harvesting food, it's like going back in time when people were out foraging. And you find things, you know, you think of uh, strawberries. When I was a kid, we used to go looking for wild strawberries. Oh, all the time, along the roadsides and Yeah, yeah and, you, and now we think of all these things as, you know, full sunlight, giving them their own row and that. Yeah. And perhaps this is, is some way that we can utilize our land better by uh, thinking of growing things in layers. And uh, it, it'd be nice to see uh, if someone has done that in our area.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know I've got some trees that produce nuts, and then I've got some smaller trees and things like that, but, I mean, it hasn't yep. been conscious to, to develop a forest thing, right. but I guess sometimes you just do it.
1: The one thing I'm thinking about is um, we have more of a problem in town, I think, with deer maybe than they even do out in the country. <laughs> yeah. and And that would be... Uh, a feeding ground for for deer, I would think, and raccoons and things like that. So I don't know how they handle that. Although I would say big fence. Uh, you know, how much land can you fence Well, that's if you had to point. go to eight feet tall or something like that? You well, know? sometimes it, some
0: people just say, I plant for the deer extra for them or whatever. Yeah,
1: and then the other thing with this is going to be, you're going to have to have a source for watering. Because oh. if you have big trees, small trees, shrubs, all of these growing in the same proximity, it's going to take going to take some water well
0: especially when you get them started I mean like the thing with trees a lot of times once they're established they have deep roots they're not so so bad. but yeah
1: yeah that's true to get
0: them started that is something to consider do you have a water source how far can your hose go right right
1: exactly exactly because I
0: think I mentioned you before the show started I says there's some things I've just stopped watering because it's just too much and uh you know there's some things like my new transplants that I did I, I keep watering but there's some things I'm just like you know what if you make it, you make it. If you don't, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's, it's true. And you're better off just to stop watering than, than to just spray on a little bit. That does no good for anything. Kills them with kindness, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. It's, it certainly does, Karen. Yes.
0: So there was a question about tomatoes we had. Um, there was a person who grew tomatoes. And talking about uh, planting them by seed. And they're so tall. She says they've gotten so heavy that they've had them in a trellis. It's fallen over three times. And each time she's fixed it and wrapped more string around it. And uh, there are... She says, there are close to 30 to 40 tomatoes on it right now in various stages. When I planted the seeds, I was expecting a little plant that yields, you know, six tomatoes or something. What did I do that it got so massive? I stopped giving it miracle Grow when I realized how big it was getting, and I gave it banana peel water maybe five times. And, well, she there's two types of tomatoes. There's one that's called a determinate, and determinate right. means it grows so tall. And there's indeterminate, which... They're the ones I have, and they grow and grow and grow and grow. And some can grow up to maybe 15 feet if they you let yeah, them. Yeah, right. And so I
1: have heavy, heavy trellises, and then I do cut them back. Right, right. So, um, it, you know, if, if you only want about six tomatoes or something like that, um, start picking off the blossoms. You know, you don't right. have to. And you can also prune. People, it seems like when you start getting all these... Um, side branches coming on, we just let them grow. Well, because you say, oh, I don't want to waste this, but a lot of times those won't even get ripe. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. So uh, another thing, uh, celebrity is my determinant that I love. I mean, I'm getting lots of um, berry, uh, fruit off from that now, because it it gets up, it grows, and then you get your what you want all in one mass. It isn't like you get two or three this this week and two or three more this week it's like you get a whole bunch you can freeze them or can them or dehydrate them and then you can pull out the tomato plant you're done with it but now if you want something that's going to last longer maybe you want to put in a cherry tomato or something like that
0: well yeah because indeterminates they just keep producing and producing really versus the determinant it's determinate they do it generally during a certain time and they're done
1: yeah, And just a word about fertilizer, don't use rabbit grow because it's usually got a, um, a solution of about, like, say, 20, 20, 20 or 10, 10, 10. You don't need that nitrogen. What you're looking for is phosphorus, which is the P on there, and potash, which is the K. And both of those things add to getting your fruit on, producing blooms, fruit, versus and, foliage. and healthy roots on it. Not this tall height, all this foliage, you don't need that,
0: and you know I think that's the thing because a lot of fertilizers now don't have the the um and you know the npK a lot some of them don't have that anymore because you don't want too much mm-hmm. um, of that because it gets in water systems, but if it's something like that where you want the fruit and the roots to do well, you might want to look for a sp- a specific fertilizer for that sure. particular type of variety. So sure. not just your general 10-10-10 might not be a good idea for yeah. everything.
1: Tomatoes would, would like bone meal. You could do that, incorporate that with the soil when you plant them. Also, blood meal is another thing. You want uh, um, Fish emulsion is another good thing that you could use. Uh, and and then just, just stop. You don't need to fertilize after that. Most of our soil around here is tr- extremely good. It's more important to have... Uh, lighter soil that's aerated so that the roots can get the good oxygen draining. that they need yeah good Yeah, exactly and then like you said to have a tomato cage that's really sturdy
0: you know that there's so many that you see and i used to buy the ones they were they're cheap you know they're those smaller ones and really they're just not big enough the ones that you see they're yeah. they're a metal one and so then I saw at an auction they had these really big, sturdy ones, and I got those. And that has made such a difference because I had mine flopping over all the time. Um, you know, really, I, I'm not sure what those smaller cages are for now that I think about it. They say tomato cages, but...
1: Oh. no. You know what? I, 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 Sometimes I'll see them out at the end of the road. Somebody's put them in the garbage, and I'll stop and pick them up. And they, they have like three layers to them. The, the, the wires, Three yeah. rungs, yeah. okay? So I cut them apart and th- i make them into three separate things and they're look they're great for uh, keeping leaves up on young plants so you put them around as a cage on them so what do you mean you've got you've- so you've got if you can imagine three rings go stacking up yeah, like there's, that yes. so uh at the first ring you cut it there so you have got-, got
0: three short
1: little yep, cages. yep yep you do yep and, and then you put them under and i put them around uh chrysanthemums are one of the things that will start sure, flopping they flop. if you didn't cut them back far or enough. even yeah any any of those things that, because as they go up they get bigger they're graduated inside so you have something that's maybe six inches across the next one's 10 inches oh. next one's 12 inches i was
0: gonna say that would probably work on things like the um Yarrows, because my yarrows always flop too. Oh,
1: that plant really does. Yeah. yeah it goes crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, if, if or you. Or peonies? Yeah. Uh, well, they're not strong enough for peonies. Oh. They re- you have to have something stronger again sure. for something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: they're they're generally bigger too. And, and my delphinians really flop too, but they're. Pretty. i have
1: my delphiniums and a really sturdy tomato cage do you? Okay. and now i have cut them back and i have uh, the second growth and the second new blooms yes yeah yeah so uh, if you do that do that really soon after they get done blooming and cut off that growth i know that's hard to do but if you know you're going to be rewarded with uh, new growth you'll do it
0: you know i have a nine bark tree and I, it, it kind of got overgrown, and normally this is not a good time to prune them at all. Right. But it had such bad powdery mildew. I have cut it back, and I don't know if it's going to make it now. Would at that mm. point, what do you do?
1: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> uh, when it's humid like this, yeah, uh, powdery mildew, you have to treat that with a fungicide. Before, Before. yes. Yeah, afterwards it's
0: too late. I did cut back. My uh, peonies were so bad with powdery milieu. I cut them back, put them in a garbage bag, and threw them out because you don't want to compost them because it'll spread to everything. So my peonies right now are cut to the ground because they were too bad.
1: You know, and here's the thing. You know, last year when I dug and divided my uh, peonies and... uh, Put in this pollinator garden. Now I had all this space around those pro- those peonies that were, s- they would get powdery mildew on them, and now this year they're just as nice as can really? be. and the flocks, absolutely no powdery mildew. Just because
0: you. S- yeah, they've got air. Yeah, mine they've don't. Good mine air are too space. crowded. So. Yeah, yeah. Good point. All yep. right. Barb, it's always great to chat with you, and remember, you can visit Barb's garden this weekend as a part of the Master Gardener's Glenwood Garden Pollinator Tour. You can go to down to the Glenwood Gardens from at 9 o'clock till noon, mm-hmm. and then Barb's uh, house is on the, the tour. She's at 128 Rita Road, and see all her pollinators and
1: all her wonderful many many wonderful right and things. you can come as early as nine o'clock and i'll be there and i will have uh, lists of my plants as well as some handouts on pollinators well for you. i
0: hope you get a good turnout and i hope you have lots of fun barb thanks karen all right bye-bye barb lambs has got a great garden if you get a chance and to see it uh I would recommend that you do that. It is 10.02. You are listening to A Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin, online at KMSU.org, broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato, big ideas and real-world thinking. 77 degrees here on the campus at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Today's high about 84 or so. As far as rain, well, it's not looking real hopeful. Uh, Sadly, I thought we were going to get some. I heard some rumbles last night, but I don't think it really...